Today's reading comes from 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 5 through 17. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussion, desiring to be teachers of the law, without understanding either of what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. Now we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and an insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of Ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Are you as good a Christian as you would like to be? I imagine if you reflect on your Christian life, you can find some part of it where you wish that you were a little bit better. So if you would, take a moment, reflect on that, and then identify what you could do to be better in that area of your Christian life. What could you do to become a better Christian? I haven't given you much time, but let's go on. Do you know somebody who maybe could be a better Christian in some area of his or her life? A roommate, a friend, son or daughter, father, mother, a student in your class, your professor? What should they do to have a better Christian life? What should they do to have a stronger discipleship? I don't know if you noticed, but I just did to you what Paul told Timothy to stop people from doing to Christians. I invited you to think about how to make yourself a better person or a better Christian with the law, with prescriptions and proscriptions, with do's and don'ts. And the problem is those do's and don'ts will never make you a better Christian. Instead, the aim of our charge, Paul says, 
is love that issues from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Now we've got to be clear, there is a place for the do's and don'ts, the prescriptions and proscriptions for the law. Paul's very clear about that. He says in verse 8, Now we know that the law is good, but you've got to use it lawfully, in accordance with its purpose. Who is it intended for? The lawless and disobedient, the ungodly and sinners, the unholy and profane, those who strike their fathers and mothers, murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, and I might add from a few verses later, also blasphemy, persecution, and being insolent toward the Lord. Notice what all of these things have in common. They are either violations of our neighbor, acts of hatred and violence rather than acts of love, or they are violations toward God, acts with a lack of trust in the God who loves us. And this is not the only list like this in Scripture. There's another list in Revelation that mentions those who practice magic arts. So we can expand this and say the law is for those who will not Trust the Lord God and who will not love their neighbors as themselves. Use the law to show them how wrong those actions and attitudes are. But the law is a funny thing. It may change your behavior, but it won't change your heart. Those do's and don'ts may get you to do good things, but they won't give you a good conscience. Don't believe me? How many of you have a brother or sister? Raise your hand if you have a brother or sister. How many of you ever fought with your brother or sister? I'm shocked. That's horrible. Okay. And when you fought, after you fought and one of you hit the other or called another a name, what is it mom or dad said? Apologize. And it went something like this. I'm sorry. The do's and don'ts do change behavior. You got those words out, but they don't change the heart. They don't engender love. So use the law where it's needed, but don't use the law to try to improve your Christian life or the Christian life of your friends and loved ones. For that, you need something different. And what is it you need? You need the very same thing that Paul needed. As he says down in verse 13, I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord, mercy and grace, the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The mercy of God takes people who are unholy and profane, people who are lawless and godless, and turns them into his people, men and women 
who love God because Christ loved them. Men and women who love the neighbor because Christ loved them. And that is why Paul says, yeah, the law is good if used lawfully. Understanding this, the law is not laid down for the just. Who are the just? That word just in Greek is, and forgive me for doing Greek from here, but it's dikaios. And the funny thing is, pretty much anywhere in the New Testament that you see the word just or righteous, it's the same word. And anywhere in the New Testament that you see the word justifies, as in God justifies us, it's a related word. How do you become justified? Not by works of the law, but through faith in Christ. And how do the justified live? Well, Paul says in Romans 1, the justified shall live by faith. By faith in the Son of God who gave his life on the cross for us out of God's love and mercy. And that can take somebody like Paul, and let's be clear about Paul, would have killed Jesus if he could have, but somebody beat him to the task. And so he uh, did the next best thing and helped to kill Christians. Illegally. And yet the mercy and grace of God took him and made him into somebody who trusts God and loves neighbor. So, Wish you were a better Christian? Want to live a better Christian life? Here's the key. Remember this, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom you may not be the worst, but you are definitely one, as am I. Christ Jesus came into the world to receive sinners, And you have also received mercy so that you, like Paul, might be an example of God's perfect patience and forgiveness in Christ Jesus, our Savior. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to invite you to turn to page 611 for our next hymn. And let's sing about.